Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host, Matthew Roberts, uh, and this is season four, episode 60 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, looking in the week of Genesis chapter 24 to 27, uh, February um, the 21st to February the 27th. And today we're going to conclude our study of Genesis 25 and possibly go into Genesis 26 as well. Um, If you remember yesterday, we had just reached the point where Rebecca had uh, conceived and she felt the struggle within her womb and she was asking the Lord, why is this happening? Well, the Lord's answer is very interesting. Uh, It's direct to Rebecca and it also gives her some understanding about the future of these two individuals that, that are going to be born Uh, It says in verse 23, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels and the one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger. So this is an indication here by the Lord that um, Rebecca's children, the the youngest of which will be served by the elder. In other words, the youngest shall receive the, the blessings of the birthright. Uh, the firstborn, as it were. Now, this is very important to remember, and we we are going to refer back to this uh, because Rebecca's actions uh, in the next couple of chapters could be questionable um, if it were not for the fact that she had been told and directed uh, that Jacob should receive, or the secondborn should receive uh, this this birthright blessing and be served by the, the elder brother and the elder nation. So, uh, moving forward, uh, they are born, and Esau comes out first. Uh, they named him Esau, um, and he was an Edomite, uh, or he was uh, he was hairy as well, uh, which is um, interesting. Uh, and then in verse 26, um, Jacob is born. Now, this is interesting as well, because the name Jacob uh, means supplanter, um, or in other words, one who takes another person's place. Um, also, it could be referred to as a heel grabber, which is interesting because as he is born, he takes hold of Esau's heel. Um, so there's, a, again, a lot of significance behind names uh, in the in the Old Testament and in other scriptures as well. Uh, and so that is interesting. And so now we have these two individuals uh, with which we have uh, an account uh, happen. Uh, Esau and Jacob. So Esau um, was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, uh, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in his tent. Um, and it's interesting here because in verse 28, we have an interesting, um, and I realized I said interesting twice, but a fascinating insight into the relationship between these two children and their parents. Uh, it says, and Esau, and sorry, and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, again, I think that the scriptures are, are very important for us to learn from. And the individuals that we see in here are not perfect. Um, and, you know, I kind of re- tried to reflect and um, think about, you know, why this might happen, uh, why we would have Isaac loving Esau and Rebecca loving Jacob, seemingly preferring the, the one or the other. And I thought, well, maybe because you relate to that individual more. I mean, if you have multiple children, surely there's one perhaps you relate more to. Does that mean, is that what it's referring to? Um we don't know. It may well be that one loves one more than the other and the other loves the other more than the other. Um, and of course, that isn't really something that we should uh, be trying to do. But again, um, Isaac and Rebecca are not perfect. Uh, and so um, 
as as we've picked out things with Abraham and other individuals where they they were not uh, quite right with some things that they did. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't revere them as as prophets and great examples. Of course, we should look at the things that did they did that they did do right. And I'm sure that the, that all of us will be the first to point out our own faults. So I thought that was um, particularly interesting to consider. But then we get the experience with the the pottage. So. Esau comes from the field, he's faint, and he says to Jacob in verse 30, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint, therefore his name is called Edom. And in verse 31 it says, And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? So he is um, clearly of the opinion that um, he needs this right now, that this, this gratification, this instant need, uh, was more valuable than his potential future blessings, and so uh, he asked for this pottage. Now, again, we should be very careful here to um, label or to identify Esau as the the disobedient child and Jacob as the obedient one. I mean, I think it is you know questionable that Jacob tries to obtain the birthright through this manner in selling uh, some um, pottage to his brother, who is quite clearly perhaps in desperate need of some sustenance. Um, we could presume here that Jacob is aware of the fact that he has been promised the birthright by the Lord. Perhaps his mother, um, in the fact that she she loves him, has shared this revelation with him. Uh, and so this is perhaps him trying to fulfill the, the Lord's direction and guidance. Um, you know, And we, we all find ways in our lives that we try and fulfill promises made to us in various manners. And so uh, this might be the case. Um, but it is clear from this that Esau does not value um, the important things, the, the covenant uh, relationship that he can have with the Lord. Um, and so that is something that we need to consider in our lives. President Dallin H. Oaks said, quote, The contrast between the spiritual and the temporal is also illustrated by the twins Esau and Jacob and their different attitudes toward their birthright. The firstborn Esau despised his birthright. Jacob, the second twin, desired it. Jacob valued the spiritual while Esau sought the things of this world. When he was hungry, Esau sold his birthright for a mess of pottage. Um, Many Esau's have given up something of eternal value in order to satisfy a momentary hunger for the things of the world. Close quote. Um, And of course, this this is directly applicable to us as a principle. um, And it is pointed out in the Come Follow Me manual as well. Are there things in our lives that we are choosing today, which give us an instant gratification rather than providing us opportunities to grow and develop and become closer to our saviour. What do we learn from this? Is there any pottage that is distracting you from the blessings that are available and and valuable to you? Um, And how can you shift that focus? How can you move beyond those things and focus on those things that matter most? Of course, um, our saviour's atonement is are there and available for all who are willing to develop and change their lives to have more of the focus on the things of the spiritual. Um, and so that is, you know, again, a great uh, opportunity for us to change. Um, interestingly, Jacob is very insistent and, and desires Esau to swear it to him. Um, in verse 33, Jacob says, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Um, Esau has the bread and the pottage, uh, and he ate and drank. Um, And then we have the phrase at the end of verse 34, that Esau despised his birthright. If we look at that root word of despised um, in the Hebrew, um, it is uh, the word bos or 
boso, which means to um, disesteem or or to think of dis, uh, disdain or to scorn. So there is a definite uh, dislike uh, of this idea that he will have this birthright blessing, um, which you know is disappointing. Um, but of course, uh, we can all change. Uh, Alan D. Haney said, quote, although avoidance of sin is the preferred pattern in life, as far as the efficacy of the atonement of Jesus Christ is concerned, it matters not what sins we have committed or how deep we have sunk into that proverbial pit. It matters not that we are ashamed or embarrassed because of the sins that, as the prophet Nephi said, so easily beset us. It matters not that once upon a time we traded our birthright for a mess of pottage, close quote. As I mentioned previously, the atonement of Jesus Christ is able to reach all and is able to change and to develop and to improve us further so that we can um, be able to be more like him. Uh, and I think that is such a marvellous blessing uh, to be able to know this because um, we have so much promised to us and so much available to us that um, we are fortunate that we have him to have been able to do this for us and so yes are we are we being more of an Esau right now and I think that perhaps many of us will think yes perhaps in in the sense of how he didn't value um that his birthright um, blessing the covenant that was promised to Abraham um perhaps you know we at times are like that and of course we will fluctuate between the two mindsets through life and but we can always change and improve uh, I know that there are times when even though I've felt really spiritually focused and connected at times in my life, that then are other times afterwards that I don't feel that, uh, and that will be the same for all of us. Let's do what we can today to to focus on the, the birthright blessings, the covenant promises, rather than the immediate gratification of, of the world. Thank you so much for listening today, and until we meet again.